Wine is a mocker, beer is a brawler, and whoever staggers because of them is not wise. Proverbs 21. Welcome back to this part two of the Go to Hell podcast. Strong opinions weekly held about Christianity, the church, and beer. I'm your host, Tim Curley, and I'm joined by my co-host, Colton Pierce. Colton, let's jump right into it. All right. We got a comment on Facebook. You want to hear the comment? Uh, do I? I don't know. I'll hear it. Let's do it. Well, we you know we always say... Send us in comments and questions. We actually got one. All right. It was actually posted to my Facebook because my Facebook pa- posted the our Instagram go to hell post for the latest episode. So this comment comes from a schoolmate of mine from high school. Very sweet girl, at least when I knew her. I mean, we're friends on Facebook, but I haven't talked to this person in... Since 1989. Okay, I'm just going to read it, and then I'm going to let you react. This, Very this sweet is, girl. Okay. This, right. is in, this is in reaction to the latest episode, the BuzzFeed episode. Tim, I agree that there are many misguided people who did not represent Jesus well. Sadly, the poor example they set makes religion a huge turnoff for some folks. The bottom line is, none of us are getting out of this alive. I would much rather have a relationship than a religion. My relationship with Jesus is how I know I'm going to heaven, and the chaos of this crazy world is just a brief part of that journey. We are each individually responsible for the decisions we make and what we choose to represent. I would much rather know that I'm leading someone toward eternal peace than eternal damnation. The things of this world are so temporary and our bodies expire. I hope... What you remember of me is that I was a loving person who did my best to represent Christ well. So you're drawn to want the peace and joy that I live because my relationship with him, not my religion. Churches are simply a hospital for the hurting. Lots of broken people there. But some of the most amazing humans have endured more hurt than most of us can fathom. I love my church and all the broken folks there. I'm one of the broken ones, but I choose to move forward in love, not because anyone else deserves it or earned it, but because he first loved me. Hope you know where you're headed when your body expires, because that's what's most important. The world is not our home. Now, okay, that's that in full, and this is in response to the BuzzFeed. Yeah, I got it, the BuzzFeed. So, just off the top of your head... I know. No, I think uh, one. Uh, thank you for commenting. No, stop laughing. I no. Thank you for commenting. I I think that that's awesome. I think that the internet is a really awesome place where we get to do really cool things. Where we get to where Tim and I get to post stuff out there, and we get to make ourselves nice and vulnerable to everybody to pick apart and and send us stuff and then um when you say things and you're able to comment and and we can give you feedback and we can have a conversation and so i think 
I think that here is a really good thing. I think you, uh, whoever shared this, you had a lot of great points. I, again, yeah, there's, as people that are a part of the faith, we have a lot of, we have a lot of things to focus on. And what we do need to focus on is the good and the positive um, and the healing that needs to take place and that can take place in church and, and elsewhere. There's a lot of good that can happen in the church, and I feel like sometimes me and me and Tim, we lay into the church. We've been people that have been hurt by it just as much as a lot of other people have been. Um, we don't. I was like, we don't really hold it against the 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 overarching church, so to speak. It's more about just uh, select instances where we still believe in the mission and the vision of Jesus Christ and doing all that we need to do for his glory. Yeah, I think that should be our focus. Um, Moving on is just, again, is his mission and his vision. Um, And I think that it was sad and kind of in the BuzzFeed, what we found was that's just not what a lot of people communicated to their select audiences at the time was it was a lot of, I'm going to say something dumb and it's not very helpful and it's not very healing. Um, And so that's just kind of what my initial reaction is to it. I didn't. Yeah. You're pathetic. You, You bumbled around that just so ridiculous. What did you want me to say? <laughs> you wanted me to focus on like the last couple of sentences. That's really what you Okay. Heard. Marcy. I don't know her name. I I know you don't. I do. I don't know her. Marcy, I don't think you actually listened to the podcast. I think you just responded to what the comments were. I think she just responded to the show notes, which uh, is fine. Sure. And I will say <laughs> Okay. So behind behind just a little so on the episode, we prefaced what we were going to talk about with BuzzFeed, and you said we should call this episode Asshats of Christianity. And I debated a couple of hours whether or not to actually call... Okay, well, okay, you, you should have given me more background information. I would, you like, you bumbled around with that, and I was like, I don't know. I, I responded to what she said. I'm not a politician. I'm not reading into anything. I well, was like, I, <laughs> I thought you'd assume she listened. I don't think she listened. So it got posted to Facebook with our general picture that I do on Instagram that I've explained before of the beer we drank in the episode, and then the show notes were. BuzzFeed asked former Christians of its community to tell the turning point that made them leave their religion. We discussed some of the stories they shared. Topics include divorce, the lasting effects of generational sin, suicide, and tithing. Many include incredibly misguided and destructive views expressed by Christians, including pastors. And because I didn't feel comfortable putting it in the title, that was too edgy, but wanted to include it, I put... Ass hats of Christianity exclamation point. I like it. It's funny. So look, this is every comment so far we've gotten is people not listening to the if look, I'm this is the last one I'm going to read if I don't think you've actually listened to the episode. If you're not gonna listen to the podcast, just don't bother. I think she went off what we said and thought we were being extremely judged. Oh, I I infer from what she said is like she doesn't even know if I'm still a believer. Like she thinks I'm a next believer. 
Oh. No, yeah, that's not true. Now, I I mean, you, I was like, you can read into that. I'm just going based off of, like, what it was that she said, and I was like, oh, that's yeah. That's why I asked like, you I first. Like, yeah, I, that's... I, I knew you would have a better response than I would. That's why I asked you first. Because... Uh, I just was like, yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, positive. Yeah, good stuff. Um, well, th- nothing she said, well, I mean, there's stuff she says that we don't agree with, but there's nothing she says is yeah, wrong. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I was like, there's not, I was like, yeah. We sure. don't focus on the eternal stuff. We actually think that's overly focused focused on. Yeah. But that's fun. I, I was like, I'm looking through. We've got some comments on some of our stuff because I was trying to find this. I, I So for those of you guys that would like to know, Tim has this giant... Oh, and that's no way that's a monitor he has a television it's, it's, a, TV, like, it's, a, yeah. it's a 48 inch television he has a television that's there and so i can see that he pulled up this giant comment on facebook and so i like I, but i didn't see facebook at first so i was like all right i need to go look through our comments apparently i've seen that there's somebody who direct messaged you uh on the go to hell podcast i've seen there's a couple of different comments that we've gotten that was on instagram six days ago actually and then uh i saw we had a couple of facebook things and i was like oh okay but i'm like, okay yeah yeah okay comments. so our so that's fun this is my little fun edgy pushback to marcy but let me say this listen to the podcast marcy lives in tennessee she's very 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 conservative I don't mean politically. I mean, so her flavor of Christianity is not ours, and there's nothing wrong with that. So I could see why if she she this is not this podcast is not meant for her. But I would say this: yes, you're correct that the church is full of people who are hurting and and blah 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 blah. But we spent one of the things Colton and I firmly believe in is the church is too outward focused to criticizing those outside the church and not critical enough on the inside. And we're not sending, we're not excommunicating people from the church. We're not telling them they're literally going to hell. We're not even telling them they're not Christians because they're misguided by telling someone did we who's tell them got... To, did we tell them to fuck off last week, though? I think the first time that we recorded that I think podcast, the first time we did, we got really mad and told somebody to F off, but, yeah, which like, is probably too far. Yeah, I was like... We, I mean, there do need to be some boundaries. But that we do need to be critical of ourselves because if we can't... The New Testament is, is more focused on the... Christians criticizing each other than it is. Paul straight out says, why the hell do you care? No, he doesn't say that. It doesn't literally say. He says, but he says, says why are you... It says in the message. In the message. Why the hell do you care what the world thinks? (laughs) Because they don't even believe... But but Paul says, why do you care what the unbeliever believes? He doesn't... Of course he doesn't believe in the things we believe, so stop criticizing him. Right. But we spend our time ranting and raving about all these things. Yes, I understand, because we want our children to grow up in this world where they're not exposed to these things that we find evil or or unhealthy or whatever but we spend all of our time being critical of that and then when you know someone comes along who when things happen internally we're like oh yeah well we're all sinners we're all sinners you know but you know that's just the way it is look either be critical of your own and not critical of the outside world or just not be critical of anybody but anyway anyway listen to the podcast it's edgy but we do say in our like the the title of the episodes were we've got to do better. That was the point. We were trying to tell people we got to do better. Hey, we, we s- didn't say go to hell. These are people who need to go to hell. We didn't say 
these people aren't Christians. We said we've got to do better, M- meaning we, yes, you Christians, you pastors. We say at the we say on our like tagline for our for our podcast that we are unhinged and unfiltered at times. So This is true. And it's not because of the beer, because just sometimes Tim gets unhinged. Yeah, just Tim for sure. How dare you? All right, let's do one more. All right, whatever we got. I got a couple more things. Let me see which one I want to do. I can't wait. To none hear. of these are that timely. I can push them, push them off to another episode. Can't wait for Gilbert to be like, "You're doing one more." Yeah, <laughs> it's so long. Why it's got to be so long? <laughs> Sorry, Gilbert. They're just for you when you're driving up and down California from church to church. Yeah, it'll give you something to do, man. When you're trying to save all these all these dying rural churches in California. I don't even know if Gilbert knows who I am, so <laughs> Okay. This one this one's a good one because it's this is right in line with one of our common themes. You and I are sick and tired of this nonsense. And it'll be a way of kind of put, not being picking on Christians, but actually being critical of the wider culture we're in. All right. So this story comes from Campus Reform. I think it's a right-wing website that's critical of colleges, but it doesn't matter. This is this story is ridiculous. A high school student held on to a video recording of a classmate saying a racial slur on the social media platform Snapchat. When she was just 16, using the footage years later to remove her from the University of Tennessee, Knoxville, which is the main Tennessee campus. In June, Jimmy Galligan of Leesburg, Virginia, publicly released a three-second video of a high school classmate, Mimi Grove, saying a racial slur. The video sent privately to a friend over Snapchat years ago came into Galligan's hands in 2019. He waited until Groves was admitted to the University of Tennessee before publicly releasing the video. The footage depicts Groves telling her friend, I can drive, followed by the N-word. So I can, we can see she had just per- obtained her driver's permit. Uh, after Galligan, who is biracial, released the video, social media user began contacting the University of Tennessee, demanding that it revoke Groves' offer of admission, which, long and story short of it, they did. <sighs> Have we talked about something like this? We before? have talked. We have a we so on a, a previous one we talked about a. I think we alluded to a baseball player, some base, some people uh, over the years, yeah. who've said. I remember there was a baseball player who lose, lost a scholarship, I think, or didn't get signed by a base uh, MLB team that he had been drafted by because he had used the N word yeah, when yeah. he was seventeen, and and then we had the story of the hockey player who had been signed by the team that the team knew of what he had done when he was in high school where he had bullied a kid and then when a stink arose they caved like a bunch of sissies and let the kid go so this is a common theme i brought it up because this we're you and i are going to continue to pound the desk on this one i want i'm going to bring this up every time i see it until people stop start pushing back on this nonsense so i'm gonna start one if you want to hold people account if you want to hold teenage white girls accountable to what for the use of the n-word then don't sell them music and get filthy rich selling music that uses that word repeatedly 
And don't give me the nonsense of it is okay for one group of people to do it and another group of people not to do it. The word is either, if the word is that bad, where someone uses it in the context of the music they are listening to and spending money on and making you filthy rich in the process, and they want to use that word, I'm sorry, in that same context then they don't get to lose their admission, not even a scholarship, their admission to one of the largest universities in the United States. That is asinine. And we're not even getting to the religious point of this, which is really the point of it. But that's my little soapbox. Colton, you can go. Tim and I have different opinions on that, but that's like, I mean, we have different opinions on a lot of things. I think... And my difference of opinion is not as, I don't know. I'll just explain. One, I don't think, I don't think it's acceptable to say the word. I Listen, I, I'm an English teacher. I completely understand that words have power. They don't have power. I, I, I get the argument for both. You know, it's one of the biggest conversations that we have as on a regular basis as English teachers, especially at the high school level, is whether or not we get to read To Kill, to Kill a Mockingbird, where it says the N-word like twice. I read of mice and men with my students, and I read it out loud to my students, and the N-word said, like, I think, like, 20 times. And then I think if you read Huckleberry Finn, it's in there, like, a lot more times. Those are the three books that are mainly used in American or just in in the educational system where you would come across the N word. Now, again, when they're used, they're hard R's. Probably what this girl did was she gave it the nice little soft A, which is what you would also hear in most what Tim is referring to uh, pop culture music. You'll hear the soft A. The reason why I recognize that it's a word that we shouldn't say is it's just it's a word that's controversial. Who's we? That we shouldn't say. Is that what I said? When you I said, said we. we. I'm trying to get who's I, Well, we? I was trying to think back as to what I said we for. You're saying when I say that we shouldn't say. We shouldn't say. I say that I speak for my community and that's why I say we. I say we as in the people that I am associated with. I do not... And this is, and this is also where Tim and I get to have the conversation where we are two different generations separated, and so that's where I come from. Is I don't feel like I have the right to say what other generations, or not generations, but what other um, communities should do. Who I can speak to is my house and my family, and that is the people that are a part of my community. And so, if you view that you are a part of my community, I will talk to you about this and so if you're listening to this and you feel like you are part of my community i will tell you like hey it's something that they are upset that this is something that they hold personal it was used for as a derogatory term for a long time Uh, i can make claims to the fact that they are wanting to take that word back and give it power and meaning to them and through that process it also means that they are the only ones that are allowed to have it and if that is something that is important to them and this is something that i can do for them to make them feel vindicated validated whatever it is then by all means i have no problem not saying the word it's not like the word is 
I get that it's a part of pop culture and this is where it's hard is that so I so first off I don't think it's okay to say the word and I would encourage any people that are a part of my community that that you shouldn't say the word in any context it's just it's a nasty word that comes from a place of hurtfulness and hate and nastiness and bitterness and it's just it's not good. There's a couple words in the English dictionary that I that I hold that kind of regard for, and I just don't like them, and I just don't feel like saying them. And that's one of them where it's just like, mm, not really. And yes, I listen to a, a lot of rap music all the time. And it's silent. Uh, <laughs> the, I listen to it all the time. This is my culture that I grew up around, and and so for that. I, I see it all the time, and I still don't say it then because it's very important to me to not say it, to allow those people to say it. Now, if you are uh, African-American and you're listening to this podcast and you're the type, and there, there are two different types. There are some that are like, I don't care. There's some that are like, anybody can say it, you know, that kind of stuff. There's people that are like, I don't say it. I don't want anybody to say it. And there's even those that are like, if you don't say it, then that gives it power, that gives it meaning and that kind of stuff. And it's like, well, I don't mind that the word has power and the, the word has meaning. And I don't mind that I don't have to, that, that I don't say it. It's like, it's not that big of a deal to me. And this incident, what I get frustrated with is teenagers are fucking stupid. They do stupid things all the time. They say stupid stuff. It, like every single day that I'm at work, some student says something stupid on a regular basis. And the hard part for me is that we now record this stuff on like a regular basis. This stuff happens to, to regular, to educators. I think I've told this story before. I, what, it was like a couple years ago, there was a baseball coach that got fired because he just was so hyped about his team winning the state championships in Georgia or North Carolina. I think it's Georgia, yeah, I think you're right. And he just says the F word like three times on their bus or on their way uh, as they're like leaving. And he's just like, we fucking won. Because that's the most abusive thing anyone's heard out of an an educator. It was just, we fucking won. Like that was it. But we recorded it, we posted it, and they were like, we can't have that. Exactly. And so it's just like people do stupid stuff, but yet we're now using the internet as this, we have to be perfect. All the way through the hard part, like even the other day, like I was like, I don't, I can't like, I, Tim and I haven't talked about this, but I mean, I can't repost the go to hell podcast on any of my social media sites that are associated with me because I swear on this podcast and we talk about education and we do some of these things to where I, there's a potential that I could possibly lose my job. Sure. And so it's like, the, and we're using the internet. I've been mindful of that when we've had the at least one episode about education, like of you, both you and Andy talking about education. Like, hmm, somebody might get in trouble for this, even though they're not speaking on behalf of their particular school or school district. Right. And so, like, I look. And, the, and, but it, what's frustrating is that okay, so this is a sixteen-year-old girl, but we don't. Again, this is a getting back to the problem where we don't allow people to grow and develop. We don't allow us to get like we don't allow her to get into Tennessee because of uh, like she had the brain of a sixteen-year-old when she said that, right? You know, like that. It's fifteen. Just, fifteen. It's 
it's ridiculous to me. That's the that's the reason why I brought it up. But I still want to talk a little bit about use of the N word. But the point of bringing this up is the common theme you and I have talked about. And if you're already tired about of hearing this, it, too bad. It's going to be brought up every time I find a story like this. We have got to get away from this zero tolerance Hester Prynne scarlet letter policy that we've developed in the United States over whatever you're talking about. And I include something someone might say about some something some might some might say about Jesus. We have got to get over this. Particularly when two thumbs can quickly get you into trouble in a quick amount of time, let alone one thumb recording something for 15 seconds like this girl. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad I didn't grow up in this. It's stressful. If I grew up in this, look, my friends and I were, people have skills in, in life. And my friends and I, from, from, the eight, from 10th grade on, were very good at coming up with whatever description was the least flattering of an individual that we went to school with. So every, we were like, uh, uh, one of the common funny things in Seinfeld is there's nicknames for everybody. There's the, there's the close talker. There's the, there's the low talker, blah, 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 blah. That was us. If we had the kind of digital media today of the stupid shit I said and really f- bad, like we were awful towards our classmates because we were... Teenage boys who were bored out of our mind out of high school, ready to move on, who thought we knew everything, were already jaded at 16. That's the worst cocktail for a teenage person. Jaded and uh, so I would not have made it, let alone through what I did at UCLA when I was at UCLA. Well, and I mean, and, and here's one of the things that's a little difficult right, that I still think is the hard part to navigate through this. And we talked about this in the hockey player um, or the baseball player or whatever it was, is consequences to your actions, right? There are consequences to your actions and there are things that you have to pay for based off of what it is that you did. The hard part for me is, again, we don't allow, the, and this is my focus, is, is we don't allow people to grow. So just because she said this at 15 and a half, there's two years of growth in between. You know, so she said the N-word once in a video. Does that make her a racist? Do we know? Do we have any of that? No, we're just going to write her off because she said this two and a half years ago. Well, I, can I stop? Can I stop you right there? Sure. Or you want to finish that out no, before I go I, back? No, go Here's my problem with the whole N-word thing. We want context to apply to a certain group of people, but not apply to another group of people. And I don't think it's a stretch to say that the context in which this girl is using that language, whether someone like, whether a group of people like it or not, is not meant in a racist way. They are doing it because they associate with a particular cultural milieu, to use a big college word, and the fact that you don't like that is, I'm sorry. That's the problem you create when we allow that word to be used. And I have to point out, the person that reported this, by their own admission, is biracial. I'm going to infer that that person is half black and half white. So what half of that person is offended by that use of the word? 
And I bring that up because what we don't talk about right now where race is a big deal in this called country is every year that passes in the United States, this country exponentially becomes more and more biracial. So the race, race thing, and that includes black Americans intermixing with other groups. It's not just Hispanics intermixing with whites, etc. This stuff should be mattering less. So you're, you're correct. You said it correctly. I don't want to belabor this and draw the podcast on this become like the use of the N-word podcast. This is a generational thing. You and I have talked about this offline. Yeah. I am very much of the Martin Luther King generation of being colorblind and also believing that that use of the word in any sense is not acceptable because if anyone out there is like, well, that's kooky talk. Look, the kind of rap you listen to did not exist before, let's say, roughly 1990. Sure, yeah. So yes, there was a world, even with rap, there was about 10 years of rap in nascent forms where people, you just did not use that word. Right. Now, that is not to say that within the inner city, so to speak, that word was not used. I accept that. Sure. But common culture did not allow that word to be used. We had accepted that that was verboten. And if you wanted to use that, you would use it in private circles. So the bigger point to what you're... And this is why I brought it up. I didn't mean to get this on the use of the N-word discussion. That's fine. And I started it. And But grown-ups have got to start stepping up here. The, the, the thing with the... The story with the hockey player and this story both have a common thread of the folks who are supposed to be like me, I would assume. They're old. They're still a little bit older, I would assume, probably by 10 or maybe 20 years. But they're within sort of the same sort of mindset, need to step up to the plate. Who is going to protest University of Tennessee and not send their kid there because this girl gets in? I don't understand why a school administrator doesn't say, thank you for the video. We will talk to the student about it. Or, But that's not enough. I know. And that's the problem. No, talking to the student is not enough. That's not, that's not well, enough. Well, look. Here, no, no, no. Let's really be honest. No one's even bothering to do that. Look, the story that is, being, that is big in certain circles today, literally today, is Don Lamont, the black CNN host of, of who's been on CNN for a long time, well, a couple days ago, made the claim that, you know, was trying to make a point about the former governor of South Carolina, Nikki Haley, and said she's no longer in her prime as a 51-year-old woman, and it was the stupid thing to say, and the two women who are co-hosting with him on a CNN show corre- correctly said, what does that mean? And he just said, oh, Google it, Google it. CNN looks like they're about to fire him. Look, I'm not a fan of Don Lamont, but does Don Lamont not get the chance to go on the television in front of the two women that he offended if that has to be done? I mean, this needs to be done. When you apologize, do it. Here's a little tip, just a total side, total side note. Whatever you do, apologize in the same context. If you stand up in front of a group of people and accuse somebody of doing something and you privately uh, apologize, that doesn't count. Stand up in the same group of people that you said that in front of and say, I said that about so-and-so and that was wrong and I apologize. Yeah, I'd say this from experience. 
when I was on the leadership of a board, I had someone call me a name in this church board, privately apologize afterward, and I said, so-and-so, that ain't enough. At the next board meeting, you need to have the stones to stand up in front of everybody and apologize for that. Because telling me off to the side after you've called me a name in front of all these other church leaders, sorry, there's no skin in that. Right. So... Give Bob the chance, uh, Don, the chance of going on television saying, you know what? I was a dummy. I had an off day and uh, no one, no female at 51 is over the hill and I apologize. Well, you didn't Google it apparently. (laughs) Did he? (laughs) Yeah, I didn't Google it. (laughs) So if you want to be really creative, have the girl go on back on the Snapchat and say, when I was 15, I said the really dumb word, and I apologize for it. Boom, done. But we didn't even go through that little exercise. Nope. We didn't go through the exercise of just sending the young man who had a problem. You know what's funny about this is, what's more important, saying the N-word with the A inflection at the end instead of the R, or bullying? Because I see this, and I see cyberbullying. No, it's justice. It's vigilanteism. <laughs> it's cyber justice. Yeah, exactly. That's really what it is. Uh, yeah, and I mean, there's uh, this is something that's going to be around and it's going to be a talking point for a long time. And like I said, I'm going to bring it up every single time and still peep until people start rising up and saying. So buckle up, ladies and gentlemen. Tim, I will say, for you. if you skip down to the bot to the lower in the story, another college has. Offered her not only admission, but full scholarship to the school, which the, raises a whole other series of questions like, did she deserve? Is that the, is that the Ku Klux Klan's main oh, sponsored scholarship? It was uh, Bob Jones University. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was it? Anyway, uh, maybe it wasn't a full scholarship. I, anyway. Listen, just so we're clear, I don't think that this girl intentionally was being racist or no. anything. I think she, I think she made Again, a... Again, she's, she's speaking in... She I immersed think she herself ma- in that culture. I think she made a stupid remark, although she... I mean, just so we're clear, the Klan was founded in Tennessee. So, I mean, like, they're just kind of... Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, she's... I'm, oh, she now studies... Grow, uh, no, 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 this is the dude. No, no, no. This is the girl. Now studies at a local community college. (laughs) The dude goes to Vanguard University, which used to be, I think, Southern uh, Cal Baptist. Yeah. Oh, the plot thickens. Yeah, I think think sometimes you make mistakes as a teenager, and I just... Finish, and then then, uh, that's a good point, uh, because I don't want to leave something out on here. There's dumb. There's just dumb mistakes that you make as a kid that you just you're like, I don't need this to follow me, my demons or whatever. I I, I just I'm so sorry to this girl. Listen, I'm also sorry to the community that there is a population out there that believes that it's okay to say. I I I do think I do understand where Tim's frustration comes from. That there is a there's still a promotion of the use of this word that comes through pop culture, through music, through movies, to where it seems like it's okay to say. And these are people that we idolize. Like, it's not, like, these aren't, you can't sit there and say that 
even as a 16 year old girl, she's not sitting there wanting to live Kendrick Lamar's life, but these are people that she loves and she admires. Um, and so therefore when they say the N word and he, that girl gets called up on stage and you know, what story I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. And she says the N word, you know, and they stop the whole concert and she, and he's upset that she said it and they got to redo. And he gave her a second chance to go through and not say it. Also under, just understand that, as a community, we are growing and we are developing, and this is going to continue to happen for long periods of time until it is finally accepted that, you know, we just don't say that word. Uh, it's going to take some time, and so I don't think that it's okay to hold 16-year-olds to this and classify them as racist just because they said this, even though it's just a reference to pop culture or or it's just a thing that people say or whatever. I understand that it's not just a thing that people say, but to a teenager's brain, that is what they are thinking. I'm sorry. It is it is a thing some people say within certain contexts. That's what Right, but I'm saying that, like, People are like, well, it shouldn't be a thing that you sh and a yes, yes, I, yes, I, I agree. agree. And if we were living in the world I lived in, that would be the the rule just so we don't have to adjudicate these things. However, you know, it, the funny thing is this kind of goes back to the original topic of of literacy. Because <laughs> oh, no, you, you tread careful on that one. No, it's just in terms of when you throw the context out and understanding of what it anyway. Oh, I did. What were you going to follow up with? I don't want this to be... I'm not even going to mention the kid's name who turned him in. I don't mean this to be... This shouldn't be a thing where the kid who turned the girl in either should this... Hopefully... Look, if I were the administrator in this case, I would never be administrator. No, my they, disappointment doesn't come from the kid. Either kid. Because, again, I think there's dumb stuff going on. No, exactly. That's my point. I don't want the, this, uh, the boy who turned her in to also be scarred as this no. absolutist issue. rat that we've got to also turn her against. Because this, then it just turns into this culture war bullshit of picking sides as who we're going to feel sorry for. Right. I think that there is a different where we are frustrated is that there seems to be this this place where we think that people are turning, adults. Adults are turning either. A, we can't have both where it's if you show mercy, then that means that you are turning a blind eye. Correct. Or you you cut everything off with that person and therefore you are you are just right. Like that is you have done your social justice. Um I mean, I'm sorry. If, if 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 an adult's really being an adult, they 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 contact the girl and say, you know, what do you have to say about that? Using that, and I'm sure the girl right away, whether she is earnest or not, is going to say, oh my gosh, I feel really bad about it. Blah. Okay, I heard enough. But also call the young man. Why were you holding on to this for three years and and deciding to weaponize it? You've missed an opportunity to teach this young man a lesson. He's going to learn that lesson at some point. I guarantee you, because unfortunately, I hope it's not that eye for an eye comes back and he gets weaponized against him what he's weaponized. I don't wish that on him. And I hope yeah. that's not the lesson he learns. But the adults in the room here have ignored the opportunity to sit down and say, hey, so-and-so, why were you sitting on this three years and decided to send, send it to us now? Explain that to me. Well, blah, 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 blah. Well, because they used the word and I don't think it's appropriate. 
Well, have you ever used the word? No. Or no. Do you listen to the kind of... I, again, I'm sorry. From the from me, the standpoint I'm at, do you listen to that kind of music? Yes. Can you see why a white classmate who also listened to that music might use it in that Snapchat three-second video where they're telling their best friend, hey, I'm driving. Yes. Well, I don't like it. I can see that. Would you like an apology? Just... We are sending... Look... The adults are failing at every turn. This one's really galling because people are spending a shit ton of money to send their kids off to school, supposedly learning how to become adults and navigate the world. And this is an easy moment to teach two individuals, here's how to not navigate the world as an adult. Stop using that word, even though you listen to the music. It's not acceptable. Yeah. And you... If you got a problem with someone using that word, confront them and deal with it head on and don't weaponize it and use it to ruin their life or make their life more miserable than it needs to be. Yeah. Because I'm sorry, we've all said things and used words that are inappropriate and not acceptable use in our lifetime. Yep. All of us, whether we're white Black, brown, yellow, whatever description you want to use. We've all gone to that word that's not acceptable in our worst moments. And if you don't accept that, if you say you have it, you're a liar because you've thought it. And so on that, if you disagree with me, you can go to hell. Cheers.